0: me i'm open mentally my spirit is ready for the awakening
1: the awakening empty your mind of all thoughts let your heart
2: be at peace peace and blessings everyone welcome thank you so much for joining me this week i'm your host sean crystal parker and this is episode nine of a real shift happens so let's jump right in here this week our smb discussion topic is exploring dmt and some call this the spirit molecule Now, if you've never heard of this, you know, DMT or the spirit molecule, stay tuned because we're going to dive deep into this one. And we have a really special guest. He's going to help us dissect the topic. Okay, so guys, stay tuned. First, let's get into our five minute focus shift right now.
0: Returning to the source is serenity.
2: I will now begin the meditation, sit in a comfortable position and close your eyes. For just this moment, let go of your thoughts in the outside world. Focus your attention on your heart center. Place both hands on your heart and be aware of your heart as a space. The heart center is a point of awareness where feelings enter. In its essence, the heart is pure emptiness pervaded by peace and subtle light. This light may appear as white, gold, pale pink, or blue. But don't strain to find a light of any kind. All you need to feel is whatever is there. Tension easily on your heart center. Breathe gently and sense your breath flowing into your heart. You may want to visualize a soft, Pastel light or coolness pervading the chest. Let your breath go in and out and as it does, ask your heart what it needs to say. Don't phrase this as an order. Just have the faint intention that you want your heart to express itself. and listen. Your heart will begin to release emotions, memories, wishes, fears, and as it does, you will find yourself paying attention. If you daydream or drift off just bring your attention back to your heart center Welcome back wow that heart meditation telling you it's powerful now remember if you start to feel certain emotions you know come up from this meditation just let them come up you have to feel those emotions and then they will pass let them pass meditation has a way of bringing up old emotions that are Sort of packed down inside of you. Sometimes. You know. It may be something you thought you dealt with before. Or it may be. Something that you didn't even know existed. In you. So. It's good to. get Let those feelings. Come up. Even though they aren't comfortable. Sometimes. So. This week. We are exploring the topic of DMT. Which is. Um, the technical name is NN-dimethyltryptamine and this is uh, something that occurs in naturally in plants and animals and people refer to it as I said as the spirit molecule so I just wanted to make a little disclaimer here this podcast is to explore spirit, mind and body topics. So we are going to go into topics that are not very common, I guess, or not in the mainstream yet. And um, that's kind of my goal, though, for this for this podcast is that we want to touch on things that aren't in the mainstream things that, you know, you might not have heard of before. And this is one of them. And this is not something that We're, you know, I'm advocating to say, go out there and find this, Um, you know, try this. This is something that um, some people have tried and it has helped them in certain aspects of their lives. And these people, nine times out of 10, have an intent to grow spiritually. So they're already looking for ways to do that you know, this is not a recreational thing. Okay. So I just want to make sure everyone knows that before um, we get into the discussion with our guest today. Okay. A little background too on DMT is that it is, has been used for thousands of years. It's usually a part of a shamanic ritual that's common in South America. And they put it in ayahuasca. And that's um, something that um, usually is done with a ceremony. Some type of um, shaman is leading it and he's guiding everyone on this experience with ayahuasca, which could last anywhere from 10 to 12 hours. Um, DMT is a substance that is in ayahuasca, but DMT alone, in 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 DMT alone, um, only lasts from maybe five to fifteen minutes. So it's not um, as long, but it is more powerful. So although it only lasts five to fifteen minutes, it's not um, it's it's kind of just a quick quick dose I guess of what would be in ayahuasca which lasts way longer and is more more of a drawn-out ceremony type of situation when you when you take ayahuasca so if you want to get more kind of technical information about DMT there's a documentary it's it's pretty old now it's came out in 2010 I think I first saw it back then um but It's called DMT, the spirit molecule, and it has, you know, people like Terrence McKenna in it and other doctors and professionals who are speaking about, you know, the chemical compounds and things of that nature um, about DMT. So I would definitely check that out. It's online somewhere out there, I'm sure. It's probably on YouTube by now it used to be on netflix but uh, i don't know if it is still but let's get into our smb topic with our special guest mr mark marcel right now
0: returning to the source is serenity
2: Welcome, everyone. Today, we have a special guest. His name is Mark Marcel. He's a friend of mine. He's a world-renowned poet, author, philosopher, DMT expert, cartoonist, and the creator of the animated series, Guru. And can I just say that I've known Mark for years? Like, I don't even know. I don't want to say because I don't want to date us, but like a lot of years. And um, he has been just like so inspirational, inspirational to me in my journey and just like watching. I first saw him doing poetry in Atlanta and actually prompted me to want to write my own poetry. And yeah, he's just been a great um, inspiration. And Mark, you're here with us today. Yay. Welcome. I appreciate
1: you, Sean. How are you doing? I gotta say, I am like very <laughs> humble to hear those words because there's so many days where I thought you wanted to choke the life out of me. So I'm I'm very humble to hear you say that.
2: <laughs> and I probably did at that time. I, I did still you love you. you all <laughs> love just, behind it. It's all love. It is all love. It's been a lot of years. Yes,
1: it has been a lot of years, man. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you didn't name no dates because. <laughs> yeah, they'd be like y'all know these other past lives or something because we uh, we getting up there, man. That's for real, so cool, man. I
2: yeah. think we're soul family though, Mark. For real,
1: uh, most definitely. Well, I mean, we have to be because remember mm-hmm. we like we lost contact, mm-hmm. and then we like we connected and we were like yo, why what happened? So yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, so yep. we gotta be.
2: Yeah. So um, so Mark, tell us about you and your work, what are you doing right now?
1: Man, well, I'm you know, I'm I'm never doing just one thing. But I would say probably the thing that uh the thing's taking most of my attention right now is my animated series, Gurus. And it's about um the world's greatest philosophers, history's greatest philosophers all working together to solve the world's most dangerous and ridiculous problems. So you got <laughs> Terence McKenna, Alan Watts, Buddha, Jesus, Malcolm X, Gandhi, all in this one center. And they all have conflicted personalities. Like Buddha, he has anger issues. And <laughs> Gandhi, he's filthy rich. And Malcolm X, he turns into a hawk monster when he gets angry That and it gets racist and he just starts destroying stuff. So I just <laughs> work on their personalities. And through their twisted personalities, I bring out their teachings that they actually taught because you can it's you know everything is a yin and yang so through mm-hmm. the opposite through buddha having anger issues he will have situations will it will do s- display his you know his his genuine teaching was you know which is basically a, a, a he was a pacifist you know what i'm saying mm. really bothered him you know what i'm saying so um that really is taking up the bulk of my time but you know also i uh, I'm also writing two uh, two new books, um, and I still got poetry. I got a new poetry CD that I, gotta mm. oh, nice. I got to release. Oh, nice! And I got one after that that's already written that I need to release. So I mean, I'm, I got my hands in a whole bunch of stuff, you know. So.
2: That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, well, what about um, gurus? Like, how did you even get into that? Because I know you've been doing like spoken word poetry and you tour all over the world, really. Doing that poetry so how did you start doing animation
1: man that's such a long story um well one day well I'll try to make it as fast as possible though but uh one day I was in LA and I was sitting on my friend Brian Flaccus. his st- I was sit- sitting on his patio and he busted out the he, he busted out the his front door and he was like waving his finger like he was thinking he was like you know what you need to put your stuff to animation Mm. And I knew exactly what he meant when he said it. He was like, you need to put your stuff to animation. It's like, you know, like how oh, South Park did Alan, Walt- Alan Watts. Mm. And so he was talking about, you know, some of my interviews. For instance, like this interview we're having right now. He was like, you know, I, I could take this audio and then, you know, animate it. Like, you know, me and you were sitting in a booth or something and, or just whatever I'm saying is coming to life. He was like, I think that's how you could get more traction for your stuff. Mm. And when he said that. You know, the thought in my head, it clicked. The thought in my head was I was like, yeah, you know, I had I, I thought of that because I had thought of that before. I had thought of mm-hmm. that. I thought of that like years before that, like maybe like three, four five years before that. I was like, man, it'd be dope if I could put this to animation. But wow. you know what I else thought? I always thought in those years that, oh, man, it's way too hard. Animation mm-hmm. is too hard hard I can't do this and then but something when he said at that time something clicked in me something said Mark why don't you at least see if you can do it first before mm. you tell yourself that you can't do it huh. and I was like you know yeah you know let me at least see so I flew back home to Baltimore and when I was I downloaded the software and I was on it night and day night and Day Like I did not. The only thing I did was eat, sleep and and work on this. Uh, And after three days, after three days of like maybe maybe like 16 hour days working on this stuff, you know what I'm saying? After three Mm -hmm. days, I pushed back from the table and I wasn't even done. Mm -hmm. I just knew I had reached a point. I pushed back from the table and I started hysterically laughing (laughs) because I was like, I had reached a point to where I realized, yo, you're going to finish all these other steps to where you are going to now be an animator. You will know how Mm. to. And I had reached a point to where I knew I was going to finish those steps. And I was like, oh my God, I know how to animate. It's like, I just foresaw it. I was like, I, I see. It. I was like, "Oh my God!" Like for something just five days ago, I was Los Angeles telling my thinking myself, oh, "It's way too. Hard. I could never do that." Like he comes out, wow! And he's like, you need to put your stuff to animation. Boom. Okay, two days later, fly home. Three days working on it. Boom, working on it. I'm like, "Oh my God!" I'm. I know how to animate. So, so you
2: that synchronicity. You basically taught yourself
1: to yeah, animate out of that. Exactly. I taught myself how wow. to animate out of that in three so, days. In three days. Well, three days. I knew I was going to finish all the steps. Mm. It took me about, I would say, maybe about three weeks for me to, for me to have done my first animation. Mm. And that's actually up on YouTube. It's like Uncle Mark in Out of Space or something like that. I did put mm. my nephews in it and we went. It was so choppy. I can't even look at it. But uh, it was to show me that, yo, you can do this. Right. And I did it. And from there then how gurus came about was i just wanted to make fun of my own philosophy so i created my own i created an alter ego eisen godfrey he has this terrible british accent and (laughs) kind of talks like this and you know he thinks the world is a cartoon and his philosophy is cartoonism so i spill all my all my ideas into him and he makes Mm. fun of that but then i was thinking you know because my one of the one of the biggest advice that i've ever had was from my father he said if you can't laugh at yourself first. We have no right to laugh at someone else. And mm. and I enjoy laughing at people and at things. So <laughs> I have to laugh at myself first. And I think I've done a good job of that. Mm. Um, so that's why I was like, I don't want to laugh at all my philosophies. And and, and so I put it in the an eyes, and I was like, you know what? Why not just make fun of my own philosophies? But why not also make fun of the people who I admire and who I've learned from? Like everybody in gurus. I have 100% respect for and admire right. it taught me stuff like Buddha, Jesus, Gandhi, Alan Watts, like, man, these dudes have taught me so much stuff. And, and I truly believe deep in their heart, like these men, if they knew what they, what I think they knew, they also had a sense of humor and they could right. take the jokes. So I don't think, I think they would, I believe that they would uh, see gurus how I see it. You know, I think that they would find the humor in it and, and the positivity that, that, it is doing uh with with the show so Mm. uh, yeah uh,
2: I think that's a good way to like kind of like give a different perspective on something that's so serious you know what I mean
1: yeah and you're
2: right it's we do need to like step back sometimes and just laugh because especially people that are trying you know going through this like spiritual process or whatever they we can get so serious about everything you know
1: Yes, too serious. We take, Mm -hmm. man, the world is, the world is a cosmic joke. Mm. We take it so, and I get it because, you know, there's things that affect us. You know what I'm saying? Right. We're human. We have these human emotions. I get it. But if you take yourself too seriously, you have missed the most important part about being here, which is to Mm. have fun. This is Mm. why we are alive, to Mm. enjoy being alive. You know, like. We're not here to be serious about being alive. No, we're here to enjoy being alive and laughter brings enjoyment. So we, we sh- taking ourselves too seriously, you know, is, you know, it, it hinders us.
2: Yeah, you're right. And I I guess it's just because like so many people, we live in like survival mode. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, understandable. Yeah, and I was talking about it the last podcast was like there's this consciousness level and, you know, a lot of people are living below this 200 level in the fear, in the, you know, all of these negative emotions. Right. And and then it becomes hard to lighten up with life. You know what I mean? Right, yeah. Like, how how do you think people can just lighten up more even if you're in survivor mode? Like, I mean, yeah, you got to laugh, but how, how? (laughs)
1: I mean, no, it, I mean, well, that's a tough question because really people are different and people have different things that trigger them, right? People have different things that you know bring them enjoyment, you know what I'm saying? So, I, I mean, but that's a tough question. But the easiest thing to say, but you know, it's always easier said than done is, yeah, is to find things that you enjoy and gravitate to it, one, and to you know what like i was just we was just saying this before you know the uh before the interview started you know you you have to it's good to have a perspective that you know it could always be worse cuz it really mm. could mm. you know and when you have that perspective then you tend to be thankful for what you have for instance myself um you, you know like about like i don't know a year ago or six six no as little as six six months ago, I'm up there like, man, I need gurus to hit, I need this, I need that. And then all mm. of a sudden I had a knee injury. And yeah. I couldn't walk straight. I had to have knee surgery in February. And now I just I just started being able to exercise about like two uh, about a week and a half ago. And mm. through that I'm like, you know, forget all this other grand stuff. I just appreciate walking. You know, it's like it's the simple things that are the big things. You know, all right, here's the here's the best story I can give to that. I think as humans we humans have a humans are like, all right, what's next? What's next? They get mm-hmm. more for shit. And I realized this when my nephews were about like three and five or somewhere around that age. My nephew Carter. I mean, my nephew Corey was around the house, and he was—he had, had this water hose, and he was spraying people with the water hose, and he was
0: like,
1: <laughs> "I've never <laughs> seen somebody so in armored by water coming out of a hose." I mean, he was having so much fun, and my sister was like, "Corey." Cut that out. Stop spraying spraying people with that water hose. Cut it, boy. If you don't cut that out, and getting upset. And here I am, and I'm having a different perspective of it. I'm like, wow, this kid is having the time of his life Mm. with some water (laughs) coming out of a hose. All right? Having the time. I've seen him more excited with water Coming out of a hose, <laughs> then I have eight years later, I think it's eleven or seven years later, he's no five years later, excuse me. He's 10,
0: mm. playing
1: video games. Mm. I have the type of fun, him playing video games, which never is more more abstract than what you would think water's coming out of a hose, because we're here, right. you know, we get bought with so we want more, we want more. He, he ten years old playing with water hose ain't gonna make him ah because ha, ha, he's he that has worn off. Mm. But But I've seen him, he's had, that was the most fun I've ever seen this dude had. And it it hit me. I was like, wow. Like, something as simple (laughs) as water coming out of a hose is freaking amazing. (laughs) Right. The best thing in life. It's the best thing in life. But we take it for granted because we're like, oh, well, here's a car. Or, oh, here's a motorcycle where we can go uh-huh. 70 miles an hour on it. Or, or hey, here's this video game. Or, hey, here's this airplane that we're not, oh, water coming out of the hose. Oh, so what? Big deal. No it's, right. not, no, it's not so what? Big deal. It's a big deal. And it's amazing. Right. So, really, I just think our perspectives have been jaded. You know what I'm saying? That's really what it is. I mean, mm. the be- so the best advice I really could say is just to tell people just to try to Stop taking things for granted, truthfully. Mm, yeah. You know? Yo, you can walk. You got two feet. That shit is amazing, yo. Mm-hmm. There's people who are in a wheelchair. My brother's in a wheelchair. Every time I see him, that shit, that shit hits my heart, and it makes me thankful for the simple things. You know what I'm right. saying? Like, uh, and, and I see my brother, who's amazing. He's in a wheelchair. Yo, he don't act like somebody who's in a wheelchair. This right. dude drives. This dude drives. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? like i'm like wow so man as us as people we get so jaded with stuff Think the world is crashing on us oh woe is me and i get it we're Mm. human i get it but the best way to get out of that is to be like hey shit could be worse be thankful for what i have and water coming out of our hose is freaking amazing
2: That's great. It is, too. It really is. And it's so fun to watch, like, little kids, how they get amazed over the smallest things. Right. And it really is, like, true. We have to, like, go back to our own childhood and, like, try to get back into that that lightness, you know? Right.
1: Right. Uh, that appreciation.
2: hmm The appreciation, the being grateful and just being lighter about life and yeah. not letting so much of the heaviness weigh on us, you know?
1: Yeah. yeah.
2: But, um, so let's talk a little about, um, your DMT experience. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. It's a little controversial, I guess, because I don't know, but can you tell us <laughs> what is DMT?
1: Exactly. Well, DMT is short for dimethyltryptamine and it's dimethyltryptamine is part of the tryptamine families, but, um, it's supposedly found in almost every living organism they say it's people believe that it's found in your brain and i believe that it is (sighs) when you well dmt is also in ayahuasca and there's two different ways that you can utilize dmt Mm -hmm. other than naturally using it if it's already in your body because you naturally use it but the way you use it you can either um inhale it Mm -hmm. and you can have like a five to ten minute experience or you can mix it with a brew with ayahuasca and you can have a five-hour experience, but supposedly mm. it may, it's not as intense, but, I mean, truthfully, it's still intense. Like, but uh, I haven't done ayahuasca, but uh, mm. I have experience with DMT a plethora of times. And, um, <laughs> so, um, but that's, it's you know, they, some people call it the spirit molecule.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I believe uh, that... It is all right. I believe it is. I believe it is just triggering when you engage in this substance. I believe it is just triggering. Is is connecting to what's already in you and and activating, Mm -hmm. activating. Mm -hmm. Uh, I guess uh, for lack of a better word, a portal through your pineal gland to go through. So I believe it's Mm. just activating. I don't think the DMT is actually. you know, I think it's just activating something within you, basically. Right. And it opens up your pineal gland, and I believe what the experience that you have through your pineal gland or pineal gland, depending on how you pronounce it, um, activates. I call it the world of the world of answers. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not called the world of answers. That's just what I call it. It's not called anything, you know. Mm-hmm. It's, it's humans that give these things the definitions. God, heaven, spirits—like,
0: mm-hmm. no, it's not
1: really called that. In fact, when you call it that, you dumb it down. You when you give it a definition, you take away its power. Even when you call God God, you just limited it. Like, right,
2: because the words, there's not really words in our vocabulary as humans, right? Think?
1: Exactly. Oh, hell no, there's not. I mean, and like I said, also that is, it's it's limitless mm-hmm. and, and it's nameless. So, um, like I said, when you call it God, God is a definition, even though God is everything. Okay, you still limited it. <laughs> you still gave it a definition. That's mm-hmm. why when you read the Bible, when it's like, I think Moses is like, who are you? Or whatever. He's like, I am that I am. Like. Mm. Like, I, so, I mean, it's without definition, you know what I'm saying? So, um, I believe it, I believe, I believe what it activates is either for lack of a better word. Cause I, mm-hmm. I don't like calling this, but just for people to understand mm-hmm. the grammar, they understand what I'm saying, I believe it activates, uh, where we either, either it is activating where we go to in the afterlife or it is a patches passage way through to where we get to go to in the afterlife um Mm. but either or um it's just activating a deeper understanding within yourself because i mean when you when you cross over you are it's 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 almost like you're plugged into the computer. It's almost like if you just take a USB drive and plug it into the computer, that USB drive has access to everything on that computer.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But when you disconnect the USB drive, it doesn't. But still, it can take with it what was downloaded from that computer onto that USB drive.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: I kind of feel that, you know, when, when you connect that USB drive in, into that realm, um you become one with everything and you you know it's just the answers you're just swimming in answers and that's really why I call it I call I call that the world of answers and I call this physical world the world of questions because mm, that's you know, great yeah mm-hmm. that's, that's what we're here to do we're here to question you know what I'm saying and right. the only way we we can question stuff is is if we forget what we know from the world of answers which is I believe where we all come from the world of consciousness wise and mm-hmm. uh, come here to play and try to figure out the stuff
2: so like like they say we forget who right. we are when we come here
1: right exactly i mean because truthfully i mean knowing everything is boring i mean if you knew everything you couldn't even play the game genuinely you know right genuinely. right so even i mean in a way i almost feel like even doing dmt is a little bit of a cheat because then, then you're not playing as genuinely as if you didn't know you know but uh Uh, I mean, I still wouldn't trade in my experiences for nothing, you know. I'm glad I had these experiences because it's made me chill out on a lot of things about life that would upset me, you know, I suppose.
2: So what about people who, like, because I've heard that people who have, like, addictions, like, to alcohol or, you know, hard drugs have had these DMT um, experiences and then came out, you know, without the addiction or without those like emotional problems right did, did you have anything like well, that happen to you
1: well not to me i mean I, I don't the only the only thing i was really addicted to before dmt was maybe cigarettes and mm. i mean i stopped smoking cigarettes and like five years ago
2: mm-hmm. but
1: um what but, about
2: emotional or like facing your shadow you know what i mean
1: through well, yeah, that well, experience well, 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 well let me answer that but mm. but just to finish the addiction thing oh, but yeah, I, sorry. but I do know people who have been on heroin or were hooked mm. on heroin and they tell me mm. that DMT helped them to get off heroin mm. now I now me myself <clears throat> excuse me I am very hesitant to tell people who have addictions hey do DMT this a mm-hmm. cure your addiction right. I would never do that you know what I'm saying but I I can only tell you what I have had other people tell me uh-huh. um, and and I also say why well, I would never tell people to do that because I haven't had an addiction like heroin to where, or crack or anything like that to where I, I needed DMT or whatever and it got me off I can't speak for that for my own experience so I can only right. transfer to them what other people have told me about their experiences um, mm-hmm. so so for other people I've been told that it has happened. It has helped them weed off their uh addictions. Um so far I hasn't done anything with marijuana women, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. as far as uh facing myself, you say dark shadows, you said. Um Yeah,
2: like as I've heard other people say, like they like some I've heard one person say you really don't have a bad trip on DMT, but yeah. you can sometimes kind of face your shadow, which can seem like a bad trip.
1: Right. Yeah, I've never, and I've I've never called anything a bad trip. I've heard people tell me they have bad trips, and I try to correct them. I was like, no, you just don't understand it. Mm. Um, So that's how I look at it, because every every time I've had an experience, and I would say i probably experienced with it maybe close to 70 times or something like that, Mm. but um, every time I've had an experience, um, it has shown me something of substance that was meaningful, um, even if it was, I don't even like using this word, but just for other people to understand, even if, even if to someone, no, that is how I phrase it, even if to someone else, it may be terrifying. To Mm -hmm. me, I'm like, yeah, that's pretty goddamn intense, but... I get it. I, it's like tough love. I get I get what they were trying to show me mm. like, from it. Like one of, uh, you know, like I had a I had a trip that was really intense where it was just complete darkness and it was showing me uh the uh, either the ego or my ego,
0: which mm-hmm. is
1: probably both one and the same. But uh anyway, it was showing me the ego that that I was utilizing and man, that thing was so intense. Mm. It was. Whew, I, I Would to you use,
2: say that it kind of like bro- was trying to break your ego down?
1: Um, you can't really break the ego down. The ego's going to be there. So trying to make me aware of it to where mm. I don't let my ego consume me. You know what mm. I'm saying?
0: Mm-hmm. You can't get
1: rid rid of your ego. That's the right, thing. right. Because, first of all, your ego is... you got to have an ego. Right. We need it. You need it. You need it if you're going to be alive. Because your ego is so... Your ego selfish. Your ego is me, 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 me. But your ego is also selfish enough to make you think you are alive in this imaginary world.
2: Right.
1: So you need your ego. Because if you don't have an ego, you wouldn't be here. You know what I'm saying? The ego doesn't exist outside of this realm. So, um... It's not trying to break down your ego to dissolve mm-hmm. it and get rid of it. It's trying to make you aware of it to mm-hmm. where you don't let it consume you. Like, for instance, like, like, I'm I am, I would say, I don't, I don't, I don't like saying absolute things. I was gonna say I'm 100% aware of my ego, but I don't like to say absolute, but I'm, I would say I'm about 99% of my ego at all times. Mm-hmm. I know what is engaged like Vince I think you gave me you gave me a compliment earlier I was like well you know that's just perspective but my ego appreciates it my Mm -hmm. ego's like yeah yeah yeah." it was like you you was right about something I was like yeah I understand that's just perspective but still my ego enjoyed hearing that and Mm -hmm. the ego does but I know better I'm aware enough to know that my ego is feeling all good and to know that really that don't mean shit it ain't about me it's about Mm -hmm. like you know what I'm saying so um And being aware of that enables you to be able to react to things more the way that you genuinely would like to, I would say, you know what I'm saying? Instead of being tripped out over stuff or whatever. And, Mm. you know, notice when your ego is in play, then you decide when you want to listen to it or not. Like something happened to me yesterday where I was like, yo, I know that's my ego, Mm. um, And right now mm, I'm going to decide to listen to it. And that's really what it is. You just decide if you want to listen to your ego or not. You know what I'm saying? Hmm.
2: That's a good point. That's a really good point too, about just like, it's not breaking down the ego that we need the ego, but just being aware of the ego and that awareness might, you know, definitely changes everything.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. So
2: I know that you kind of like were on a spirit when I met you, you were on a spiritual journey and because i remember you telling me about like having obe's and out-of-body experiences and
1: um i what, think that's really connected again though because i thought i meant did I,
2: no i meant when i what first met there? you you told me yeah
1: because right, you, right. you had
2: met that um shaman guy or something
1: and right. you had did saw you, like sparks house, come, out of his, come out his hand yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay,
2: okay, yeah. Wow, okay. Yeah. yeah you right. <laughs> but, you're right yeah. yeah, so um that, you know, like I said, when I met you, you were already on that. So what what prompted you though to get on that spiritual journey? Like, you know what I mean?
1: Um hmm. You know, I was always someone who wondered like what's going on. You know, mm-hmm. I was like, what the hell is this up with this you know, like life. What is life? I w- I would actually say when I was ten years old, I got opened up to my my whole. When I ch- when I was ten, my whole world changed.
0: Mm-hmm. I was
1: ten years old. I was sitting in the pool with my father. My father was at nighttime, and he was looking up at the sky. He's like, see all them stars?" Like, yeah, I was like, "Yeah." He was, he was just teaching me all about the universe. He, first, he asked me, "He was like, do you believe in aliens?" Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Uh, I don't know. I had never thought about it." He was like, hmm, well, let me tell you. So he started breaking to me about the universe. He was like, you see all them stars out there? I was like, yeah. He said, all those stars are really suns. It's like our sun we have right here in our solar system. But they're so far away that they're not as big. But they're so small away that they're little dots. And all those are suns out there. I'm like, they're wow. suns? He like, said, yeah, they're all suns. And half of those suns have planets around them. And circling around I'm like like our solar system, like we have Earth and Mars and Venus and here, about half of them. And I'm like, wow, really? He's like, yeah. And he's, and he's like, they say there's billions and billions and billions of stars out there. Mm. I'm like, wow. And he's like, and he's like, you know, they say the reason why Earth is able to have life here, is because it's in the Goldilocks zone. It's like right in the perfect place for mm. it's not too hot and not too cold. And I'm like, wow, yeah, yeah. And he was like, he was like, don't you think some of those stars out there, there's some planets around there that it's in the perfect spot to where it can have life there? And I was like, yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. And he's like, so uh, let me ask you again. Do you believe in other life out there in the universe? And after him just breaking down to me what the universe was, after him giving me the information, I went from I don't know, I never thought about it before, to I was like, Yeah, I surely do. Wow. That when I was two years old, it, it just opened me up to like, what is going on here? Like wow. dad, huge. Um, but I wasn't still on the journey that I am now. Like I was, I just started, I was just wondering, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? But um, that
2: curiosity opened
1: in. Yeah, that curiosity opened it up for me to, like, listen, you know, mm. hear. Be like, wow, what's going on? Um, and then, uh, you know, I had a few other experiences. I remember one time I was in church when I was, uh, I think, like 19 or 20. Came back from school, took my grandmother to church. I hadn't been to church in seven years. And I did a, I did a report on a verse in isaiah the bible was talking about the forthcoming of christ Mm -hmm. and literally as soon as i sat down in the church a little boy got up on stage and started uh uh and read the exact verse that i did my report on
0: and like
1: talking about the forecoming of jesus i was like oh my god and like for me thank because i'm not a religious person at all Mm -hmm. but for me thankfully it didn't make me religious but to other people could have made them religious right uh, um, because they're sitting in a church when it happens but i believe all these types of things happen everywhere it's just i believe sometimes it depends where you are to where you gravitate towards things you know Mm -hmm. there's so many other people who would have had that type of experience that i had and they would have turned christian um i i kind of look at it like i could have had that experience you know sitting in the grass on my front lawn and somebody you know what i'm saying it's just right. it's just how you connect these experiences and i'll and i will say ever since that i've never had anything since then to make me my experiences after that has never made me think oh maybe it, maybe it was a religious experience no mm, i've never right. had anything to, to come to give me confirmation backwards that it was no right. And I've had plenty of opportunities for it to do that, and it Mm. never has. Um, So that also opened me up. I felt like I was hearing something talk to me. Um, Mm.
2: It's the synchronicities, like it's just major synchronicities. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And then, um, and then, um, yeah, and then I think when I was 25, and I was 25, that's when. that is when Vision Bear, when you was talking, when you brought up the other guy coming from, light like, coming from his finger and stuff. Mm-hmm. 25, he came to my apartment in Atlanta. And he was doing this, and he was doing inspection. I had roaches in my apartment. <laughs> and he was doing inspection. The first thing he said to me, was like, you have three people inside of you. And I was like, uh, okay. Huh? Yeah. And he was like, you have a warrior. You have a very sensitive side and you have a and you have a very humorous side. And when he said that, I was like, yo, those are kinda of like my three distinct personalities. Wow. And um because you know, I'm a clown. You know, you know that, you know. I'm, <laughs> and you know, I, I mean I and I am very sensitive and I am very hot headed, like a warrior. Mm. I will get it going if I need to. Mm. So um when he said that you know then it opened me up to start listening to him he started telling me all a bunch of stuff about the civil war and why it was started and this and that and i was like how you know all that stuff like, because i talk to spirits and i was like what i was like i want to talk to spirits and he was like you sure he was like you'll never be able to shut it off if you can i was like i was like all right well uh, yeah I want, what you got going on so then he started like just uh oh that's what it was so he saw my books on the shelf And when he saw my books, he was like, "Oh, you're a writer." I was like, "Yeah, I'm a writer." You know, he was like, "Uh, "So uh, why do you write?" And I was like, "Yeah, you know, I write because you know I want to change people's perspective. You know, make them think. I want to, you know, just help the world." And as I'm saying this, Mm -hmm. he's shaking his head no. Mm. He's shaking his (laughs) head no, and I just slowly come to it like, "Yeah, you don't want to like help people. You know, help help people." All right, (laughs) confused. I'm like. How is this dude, like, shaking his head? What are you shaking your head no for? He was like, it doesn't matter. I was like, huh? He's like, it doesn't matter. He said, what's going to be is going to be. And I didn't understand that. And I especially didn't understand that when, like, afterwards, when I was like, show me something else, show me something else. And that's mm-hmm. when he showed me, for a break before he left, when he showed me light coming from his finger. I, like, <laughs> I was like, Lord, floored wow. I especially. I was like, yo, how can this man who has light coming from his finger, like, tell me that my desire of writing to want to help and change people's perspective, like it didn't matter, was gonna be I just didn't understand that Mm. until seven years later. Mm. And it hit me and I was and started having all these and you know when i was 27 that's when i had a uh, i channeled myself i spoke to my soul or mm. a better word um oh no when i was 26 a year after i spoke to my soul mm-hmm. but that didn't that didn't answer that you know what vision bear did it, mm-hmm. it answered much other stuff but seven years later when i started having my other DM, when i had dmt experience and stuff when i started getting all this other information and was a, a piling up the information I understood it. I was like, "Oh, it doesn't matter because nothing matters. Mm. The only thing that is the moment, and what is going to be is going to be." Ugh. So, really, the best thing you can do in life is just to enjoy it. And I think he was telling me, "Mark, mm. it doesn't matter," because I think he saw the, uh, I think he saw the desperation in me of like, "Yeah, I want to make people think. Mm. I want to." you know, help change that perspective. I think Mm. he was trying to ease that desperation in me to like, look, stop being so desperate about it. Just relax. Mm. Just enjoy yourself. Um, Enjoy what you're doing. And if, and if you do change people's perspectives, then so be it. Then that's what you do. But stop being so desperate about doing it. So that's when I, and, and it's so weird. Like seven years later, I was like, oh my God, like I, Oh, Sean, that shit! I could not get over that for seven years. That's crazy. Understand it until then. Now, like, oh my God, he's so right. It doesn't matter.
2: I mean, I can't imagine that impact because, like I said, I remember you telling me this from Uh, years ago. You know what I mean? Like, so you actually going through that is crazy. Like, I can't. So, um, so. So, okay, so seven years later, you you the DMT kind of helped you realize what he meant. So right. do you think that that, like, kind of po- catapulted your spiritual growth in a way?
1: Um. Yeah, well, what happened with that is, I would say, catapult. Yeah, well, put it like that, I was already, yeah, it did. It took me to another, I, I, I probably skipped some steps, I would say. I probably right. started, like, now you know how when you're walking up the steps, mm-hmm. sometimes you You walk, instead of just going step, 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 you're like, you know, let me hurry up and get up here. You just go over one of the steps. You know, you do two steps instead. (laughs) Right. I kind of feel that's what the DMT did, um, because uh, it's just, um, I was telling a friend of mine this, I was like, uh, I kind of feel like what, when I started having my experiences, I was like, what I want out of it. I've always admired Solomon. You know, King Solomon in the Bible, the wisest Mm. man in the Bible, you know, how he's just able to put perspectives together. For instance, when the when the when the two women came to him, he was like, this is my child. And I was like, no, this is my child. He was like, "Okay," he was like, how can I figure this out? He was like, "Okay, let's split the child in half and you can have this half and you can have this half. Mm. And one of the women was like, "Okay, fine, I'm cool with that. And the other one was like, no, 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 no. She can have the child. It's okay. And King Solomon said, you are this child's mother. You Mm -hmm. should have the child. And the reason he said, because no mother would want to see their child cut in half. And, you know, so it's just Mm -hmm. just to have half of it. You know, so it's a true mother would want that child's health and safety and it being cut in half. It's not his health and safety, so he realized that that's the child's mother, you know. Mm Because so, I've admired that. So when I started like getting my experiences, the only thing I asked for was logic and clarity. I wanted to be clear. I wanted to understand why we are here. What are we doing here? What is our relationship to God? What Mm -hmm. are we like? What's going on? Right and and I do not yearn for those questions no more though. I don't yearn for those answers no more. They, mm. they, they, it's not even anything I think about. Um, it, it brought me so much clarity and I kind of feel like maybe it downloaded a, a lot of, I mean, this is perspective,
0: mm-hmm. and,
1: um, but I feel like it downloaded some type of, I don't know, avenue. It downloaded things for me to be able to see more logically than maybe I did previously, I would say. Because um, actually what I... It's funny, a lot of people think I'm an atheist mm-hmm. and I'm the furthest thing from it. But mm. the thing is, I think very logically. Like right. I'm not faith-based like like religions, you know? Like I'm very logic-oriented right. like atheists mm-hmm. are. But I'm the furthest thing from an atheist, you know? but um, Because so I, do
2: you think because you feel more the spirit or you know it's like a deeper thing within you as opposed to just saying oh I believe in God
1: but no it's a deeper thing within me um I've I feel I would say did no I feel like I I know I feel that I am in a place that is alive Mm-hmm. Like I can feel everything around me alive. I do feel things around me. Like
0: mm-hmm.
1: I feel this things alive around me. Like this place is alive and it is everything. Right? Everything is alive. It is aware. Um, so I can feel that. Um, uh, and also it's a deeper understanding within me. It's a combination of both uh, truthfully. Um but, yeah, me doing that, I mean, it definitely uh, progressed for It, it kick-started, you know, my progression. Mm-hmm. But it, it's funny because when I spoke to my soul, that experience that I had, if you just comparing them, if you're just doing one for one, the one experience that I had when I spoke to my soul to one experience that I had with DMT, mm-hmm. that one experience that I had when I spoke to my soul shits on one experience that I had. When I did DMT, it shits on it. When mm-hmm. I spoke to my, it was, it's the most exhilarating experience that I've ever had in my life. Nothing mm-hmm. comes close. Not mm-hmm. one experience that I've ever had with DMT. But being that I did DMT so much, you know, I've gotten so much out of it that mm-hmm. all those experiences added up compared to the experience when I spoke to my soul. It. It's it's way more. I got way more out of all those experiences together than when I spoke to my soul one on one. Right. Um. So, yeah, it it yeah, that DMT it really uh just opened up a uh, another understanding and it's just kind of like just I don't know. I guess I guess it. I, I try to be very humble in what I, I don't. I don't like to speak absolute with certain things, right. so that's why you hear me hesitant to say things or like like when I say like I'm very clear when I say I think,
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: or I may not know for sure, but I'll give you my best uh, uh, best interpretation of it because I also understand is that you know we are understanding this through a human mind and human language, and mm-hmm. there is no words in the human language to truly describe this shit. There's none. So really, however good of a job people think I am doing explaining this, truthfully, (laughs) I'm doing a very poor job because there are no words to describe this.
2: Yeah, that's crazy. You know what I just picked up on, though, is that you said that you're a very logical person and... And you know, like so- sometimes a lot of atheists, because they are so rational and logical, right. they don't want to believe in what's unseen, right? You know what I mean? Right. So, but but what's what's kind Which of fascinating, I yeah, I understand that too. But for me, it's fascinating with you is that it, you saying it made you more logical, and it's like right. the irrational, it's right. like something so irrational and so unlogical right. can bring. More logic into you.
1: Wow! And I didn't like, think about that. You're good.
2: Well, I mean, I'm just because I, you know, I've been re- watching a lot of stuff on it, and right. just like, I mean, I also have my own experience with it, just the one time with you, right? <laughs> and it was, I felt <laughs> literally felt like I was everywhere,
1: right?
2: Like I was the universe. Right. Like, um, I wish you know, Right. I, I mean, but to feel that, you know, to right. actually. That. feel that and then feeling
1: like and knowing yeah, yeah
2: experiential and then um like knowing like Shantae kind of was like separate right. from like me that's how I felt <laughs> like I was like oh Shantae's over there having this <laughs> right. experience or whatever but I'm right, right here feeling right. like everywhere so right. what so what this is crazy and it's just so illogical you know what I mean right. and then for you to say that it, when you come back though, it brings the logic, like it just makes everything more logical in this realm. Yeah, that that's yeah. that's powerful. That's, yeah. that's really powerful.
1: Yeah, and I'm I'm glad you said that. I didn't even think about that. That's good. You just like yeah, that's good. I didn't even think about that. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah. So I mean, I we're not uh, also just a little disclaimer here. We're not like encouraging everybody to go you know, look for DMT or <laughs> you know, try this. Um, but we're, we're more talking about like the states of consciousness that it, that right. it helps bring you to. And right. um, you know, it's not for everybody. It's not something that you uh, do every day or, uh, you know. Um, I
1: haven't done it. I have the last time I did it was with you.
2: Mm, and that was like, what year, six years ago.
1: Wow, has it been that long? Yeah, at
2: least years. five. At least five. Oh, uh, yeah.
1: yeah. And 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 I could do it right now if I wanted to. Right. I could literally like be like get up and, and be out. <laughs> so that's that's the thing people don't understand. They're like it is the opposite of addicting. It's right. like it's like the longer you go without it, the harder it is to get back into it. Mm. Um it's, it's the opposite of heroin, you know. Right. So that, and there, and also, you know, there's really there's really not a need for me to do it. Like one of my experiences that I had, um, this was, well, yeah, like I said, the last experience I had was with you. So one of the experiences that I had was that um, um, they took me to this room Mm -hmm. and I was going through this tunnel, like, and all of a sudden, just the, 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 the doors were in the ceiling. So I went through the ceiling to open up the doors and poof, then I was in this room floating in this room mm-hmm. and the room was completely empty. It was empty. There was nothing in there. But I got the feeling that it used to be empty. In fact, it used to, I mean, no, it used to be full. It used mm-hmm. to be so full that that it used to be full of gold bars. And it was so full that if that it, you couldn't put another gold bar in there, it was mm-hmm. so full. It was packed. And then it told me, it's like, Mark. You have taken everything out of here. Now go do the work. Mm. And, and and that was around maybe like I don't know maybe like my sixtieth time or something like doing it or whatever. Wow. So um, so in the times afterwards, you know, that I hadn't, you know, it'd be stretched out, and and I'm and I, I I'm pretty sh- I, I'd look forward to doing it again, but it's nothing that I need. It's nothing right. Like I, like when it happens it happens and if it happens for a reason it happens for a reason like if one of my friends is like hey i want to have this experience for instance I, um i was in denver and i uh, i sat one of my friends so and and he had dmt experience and and i was going to go afterwards but i just chose not to like I could, mm-hmm. that was about a year ago but um so, so it's the yearn to do it but like I'm very thankful for what it's giving me. I'm so clear what I wanted out of it. I wanted to know why mm-hmm. we were here, what's going on, what am I, and it gave me all those answers. And I couldn't I couldn't be any more clear to it. So it's like it's um and and I, you know there's a quote by Alan Watts, mm-hmm. and he says when you get the message, hang up the phone. Mm. And it sat with me, and I look at that with my DMT experiences. I got the message. I get it. And also the message also is like also one of the other things they told me is like, you know, life is the hallucination. Mm. You know, we are hallucinating right now. So me continuing trying to go over then the DMT realm is defeating the point of me being alive because the mm. point of me being alive is to enjoy being alive in this hallucination. It's like I was trying to escape the hallucination. You know what I'm saying? Right. And it's like, telling oh,
2: you to be grounded.
1: Right. It's telling me to be grounded. Enjoy being here. It's like, you'll be here soon enough. Like, relax. Right. You know? like,
2: and also, we can't have all the answers.
1: Right. Right. Well, not here we can't. No, not it here. It makes the game boring and all like that. And plus, we don't have the capacity to. Like, um, mm-hmm. that's also another experience I had. You know, it, it was, it, it uh, um, my ego was getting a little big. I was like, oh man! I, like nobody could tell me anything. Like I was like, oh, I got all that. Like I know, I know it. I mean, how could you not? When you just have all these experiences and they're giving you all this stuff, and you're like, yo, I got it. Like nobody could tell me anything. I would not listen to nobody. And I think it was realizing that. So then it took me. So then one of my later experiences, it um, it it humbled the shit. It humbled the hell out of me, for real. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the things it, it, it said, it was like Mark. It's like all these people telling you so enlightened and stuff. It's like they don't know what they're talking about. You're not enlightened. You think you're enlightened. You ain't enlightened. It was like these people <laughs> don't know what they're talking about. And it's like, look, it, it said, it to me stern, just like this through telepathy. And it was like, it was like, look, was like you may know more than ninety nine percent of the people here okay you, you may know more okay but you know what else you know less than one percent of what is really going on mm. so wow so that like i was like whoa Ooh. so it, it took me back down to like okay i really don't know shit like i mean you know i don't know shit so it humbled me so mm. which i needed i knew because i'm i'm Having the big head think you know it all is, is you know, not a good thing. and you know, it prohibits me, you know, because yeah. I do gain perspectives and I do learn some things from other people. But I mean, it just it just may not. Uh, it's different things. You know what I'm saying? It's not mm-hmm. like, like I say, all my questions, why are we are here? What are we and all that? Like, I'm so clear. I have so much clarity. Like, I, I only wish people to have that type of comfort and and. And who and who they are and what they are Mm. relationship
2: to this. And that's that's. Do you think maybe too that's what it is? It's like when you have that experience with the DMT, it's kind of just showing you yourself, like different aspects of yourself and different, you know, corners that you may not have seen within yourself.
0: Right. And now
2: it's just like bringing that stuff up and bringing it to the forefront so that you can be like a better person when you're here.
1: Right, or or if that's what you choose to be, right? It just wants to make you. It's just making you aware. If that's what your
2: intent is, right? Exactly,
1: exactly. So yeah, I definitely do. I mean, I does does a lot of things. I've seen I've seen that thing do so many things. I've seen people channel out of it. I've seen people like you know they come out like I'm, I'm talking, through I'm talking to them, but not to them because I'm talking to what they're channeling through. You Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Um, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I've seen people. Um, talk to that relatives. Mm. Through that, they tell me that mm-hmm. I've, I've seen so many different things. That thing has literally done so many different things.
2: It's so, so crazy.
1: Yeah,
2: it's so deep. Uh, we could talk about this forever, you know. I know, I
1: know.
2: <laughs> but I don't want to hold it, hold you up too long. But also, well, I guess we can just kind of kind of I, wrap it up do it
1: again just well, oh you we know, definitely you know. will I hope you, hopefully you have me back hopefully you don't get too pissed off at me you have me back <laughs> <laughs> never never
2: <laughs> I definitely will well what what do you what is some words of wisdom maybe just to leave for everyone um you know kind of like through what you've been through what you've learned you know through all these experiences what's something good to tell us that we um, can hold on to
1: I mean, we're really just echoing things that I said earlier, really. I mean, your perspective of the situation is the most important. You know, my perspective of, the, of my situations that I've gone through have really helped me. Um, for instance, uh, um, I had my place broken into the other day, you know, mm. and they sold about $4,000 worth of things. And in and and it didn't, I didn't react how you would think somebody who just had somebody whose place was broken into, you know, having the stuff stolen, you know, right? It's just, I looked, I was like, well. It could have been worse. You know, at least I got a place for things to be stolen out of. <laughs> you know
2: okay. I mean, because the average person would be pissed for like a week, probably. Right,
1: exactly. <laughs> and I mean, yeah, of course, and, and this shit hurts, of course. It right. Hurts a little right. Bit, but it don't, it don't hurt as much as it could, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So just to try to get people, you know, just to understand, you know, the situation you're going through is temporary. Time heals mm. all wounds. And it could always be worse. Be thankful for what you got, you mm-hmm. know, um, and to laugh at yourself because you are are f- funny. You're funny to look at, funny to be around, and <laughs> and funny to enjoy all that. You know what I'm saying? To stop taking yourself so seriously. And I mean, it's everybody, you know, we are yeah. some funny creatures, for real. Wow. We are... We are <laughs> Some (laughs) it's
2: true. Oh
1: my god, taking us all so seriously. You know, people get so wrapped up over Facebook posts and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I mean, Mm -hmm. oh, you know, like nothing is that important that it should ruin your day, you know. Mm -hmm. So that's good, yeah.
2: Yeah, I love that. Well, Mark. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for being with me. I
1: thank and you for having me.
2: Yes. And we definitely will do this again
1: Please. soon.
2: And um, so I I'm think gonna you also look
1: great, by the way. I think oh, you are great at what you do.
2: Thank you. And we're gonna leave um the link to the guru's channel on right. the post. And everybody should definitely check that out. And that's about it. Cool. We will yeah mark we'll we'll see you later well i'll talk to you later i'll be talking to you soon (laughs) yes thank you that was a long one with mark but very interesting so you know guys what do we have to do we have to create a shift in our own consciousness and that will create a shift in the collective consciousness that's the goal and that's my time so Don't forget, you can support our podcast at anchor.fm slash real shift happens. And please subscribe on any of your favorite platforms that, you know, your podcast platforms. And you can also drop us a message on the anchor.fm slash real shift happens website or app. And we'd love to hear from you. We'd love to hear what you think about the show or if you have any suggestions for topics that you want to hear about or you can even leave us a message and we might add that into a show so until then real shifters go within and make real shift happen peace